Hello, it's Liana Bolden with Eternally Speaking Now. The name of this podcast is What I Know I Don't Know. Let's start with Luke 147, verse 5. Great is the Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. A month ago, our prayer team passionately interceded for two men facing cancer. A week later, one of the men joyfully announced his test results were clear, while the other, sadly, reported that his cancer had worsened. Well, I found myself yet again faced with that question of why God manifests his healing to some and not to others. While I've wrestled through this issue repeatedly, (laughs) I've studied it extensively and lived through it personally, it tends to require an occasional revisit, doesn't it? Especially when it reappears up close and personal. I mean, why has his healing been made manifest for one person and not another? Why did that nice person's life end too early while the cruel person's life continues to destroy others? Why does our Heavenly Father delay a blessing, provision, or allowance that clearly fits his will as revealed in the Bible? I believe the Lord wants us to remember this today, that not only is he walking with with us through our trials, but there's also a bigger picture that exists within the frame of every circumstance. He is constantly at work on a grander scale of our lives, while in almost every case, we're unaware of the details. Simply stated, in every season, through every situation, there's always something we don't know. The word of God eloquently drives home this point throughout the book of Job. Job was a righteous man, described by the Lord himself as, quote, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil, end quote. Nevertheless, Job experienced a scathing slew of disasters, ultimately leading to the death of all his children, the loss of his property, and the onslaught of a hideous disease. While you and I can read the entire account of his life today and see the big picture, Job had to endure tragedy and trauma without an inkling of what was really taking place. Here's a brief summary of the things that happened that Job didn't know about. One, Satan challenged God in front of the entire heavenly host, claiming, erroneously by the way, that Job would curse God to his face if God took away his blessings. Job knew not of this confrontation. Two, God permitted the devil to remove some blessings, but he also put limits on how much the devil was permitted to do. Job did not know the depth and details of God's sovereign love for him. Three, from the beginning, The Lord foreknew that Job would not deny him. Job was unaware of his creator's confidence in his faith. And four, Almighty God, who is eternal and exists outside time, planned ahead of human time to restore back to Job double all he would lose. 
Job had no idea of those future rewards. It's humbling to consider that this man, who didn't know what we know now as we read the Bible, upon learning of the sudden destruction of his property and the loss of all his children, responded in this way. Listen to Job 1, verses 20 to 21. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head. And he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You guys, Job worshipped. He worshipped God. How are we responding to the situations in our lives for which we do not know the bigger picture? Well, as if the original wave of tragedy for Job wasn't enough, Satan challenged God a second time as he had the first. So another blast of disaster hit God's righteous man, this time in the form of a terrible sickness. Job was still clueless about the heavenly showdown taking place behind the scenes. He was unaware that his very name was at center stage as countless spiritual beings in heaven watched his life unfold like a theater performance. After being stricken with painful boils all over his entire body, Job still refused to deny the Lord. Job 2 verses 9 to 10 say, Then Job's wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Job held his tongue. Again, I ask, how are we dealing with the situations in our lives for which we do not know the big picture? The book of Job reaches its crescendo in chapters 38 to 42. These are by far my favorite chapters in the entire book as they document God's responses to Job's questions. I cannot encourage you enough to read these chapters on your own and to do so regularly. They're as much God's answers to our questions as they were to Job's. And just to give you a little tip, these verses are especially effective for teenagers to read. I don't think I need to explain why. <laughs> Following is a short section of scriptures from these powerful chapters. Let me read these to you. Just take your time as you listen to every sentence. This is God's word for each of us today. And his word gives great comfort, healing, and freedom. I even pray right now in Jesus' name as you hear these verses from the Bible, you'll experience healing and freedom. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. 
Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? Have you entered the springs of the sea? Or have you walked in search of the depths? Have the gates of death been revealed to you? Or have you seen the doors of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the breadth of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. Where is the way to the dwelling of light? And darkness, where is its place that you may take it to its territory, that you may know the paths to its home? Do you know it? Because you were born then, or because the number of your days is great? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you set their dominion over the earth? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds that an abundance of water may cover you? Can you send out lightnings that they may go and say to you, here we are? Who has put wisdom in the mind? Or who has given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds by wisdom? Shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, let him answer it. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. After Job's initial response here in chapter 40, God's loving yet firm questions continue for two more chapters. When the Lord concludes, Job answers with finality in genuine humility. This is his reply. And may it also be the sincere contrite cry of our hearts as well. Right now, in Jesus' name I pray. Here's Job 42, verses 2 to 6. I know, God, that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I didn't know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. May I leave you with the challenge today? I can't help but wonder how many disciples of Christ are currently being described by God to the entire spiritual realm as blameless, upright, fearing God, and shunning evil. How would you respond if you found out right now that your name was being considered before the heavenly host? Well, since we cannot answer God's questions in Job, and since it's painfully evident there are countless things occurring behind the heavenly curtain of our lives, then it's safe to conclude that in every single situation and every delicate detail of our lives, there will always be something we do not know. Yes, one thing I'm sure I know is that there is more I don't know than I do know. And I guess at some point as we wrestle through life's unknowns, like Job, we reach the end of the questions and then we enter into a fresh space with the Lord. 
we come to the end of ourselves and we encounter a new beginning with God. Do you know what then occurs? It's in that place where the God of the universe pours himself into our emptiness and shares his knowledge with us. Let these truths sink into your soul as I read them. From Daniel 2. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. The remaining three verses I'll read to you are from the Amplified Bible translation. So the next one is Psalms 25, 14 to 15. The secret of the wise counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he will let them know his covenant and reveal to them through his word its deep inner meaning. My eyes are continually toward the Lord, for he will bring my feet out of the net. Amen. The next one is Jeremiah 33.3. God says to us right now, call to me and I will answer you and tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. And finally, Psalm 46.10. Be still and know, recognize, understand that I am God the Lord says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. This is the love of our glorious, good God who longs to be in intimate relationship and fellowship with us through both our marvelous moments on the mountaintops and our taxing travels through the valley of the shadow of death. Friend, I don't know why the things that have happened to you have occurred. But the Lord does. And none of what I've shared here today is intended to minimize your pain or affliction. I've come to the end of myself countless times as well. And there isn't a person on earth who will ever fully understand the intricacies of another's heartache in the way that Jesus does. He is our only hope. God may or may not explain things to us in the way that we desire, but I do know that as we respond like Job and choose to worship him through adversity, he will exalt himself, share his heart with us, and bless us in ways unimagined. And his word reveals multiple times throughout the Bible that he will restore to us double what we've lost. The Lord says in Zechariah 9, verse 12, Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare that I will restore double to you. So, press on, endure, and thrive, my fellow Christian. Continue to pray with faith to trust in Jesus, and to lovingly abandon all to him without needing to know it all. 
Let's soak in that strange sense of gratitude and comfort that comes when we're living at peace with not knowing everything and when we're choosing to trust in the one who does. Let me finish with Romans eleven thirty three to 36. Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Or who has first given to him and it shall be repaid back to him? For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen.